so there's this church in uh in uh in, in uh, eastern canada and uh this uh, guy comes running into the church and he goes running up to the priest and he says uh, Father Nelson, he says, uh, Sister Mary Rosa is on her deathbed. She's about to die. Uh, she needs you to come and do the, uh, you know, the last rites. And he says, well, I'm about to do confession here. I can't just leave. And he says, listen, she's about to die. She's requesting you specifically. He, he says, okay. And he goes over and he gets the janitor and he says, listen, he says, you know how confession goes. You're, you're here every week. He says, I, I just need you to sit in for a couple of minutes. He says, I'll give you a hint on the inside of the wall. There's a chart. And it tells you how many Hail Marys they're supposed to do. And make sure you tell them to go to Mass on Sunday. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos Empacadores Sin Fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Late start today. I had to, uh, I had to get the lawn mowed. The uh, grass was blowing in the breeze, like uh, fields of fields of grain, wheat, <laughs> like the Great Plains, uh, where the Great Plains began at the exactly. Hunters Meridian. Yeah. Exactly. No, the uh, so I, I I borrowed a uh, small. It's a snapper. It's a riding mower, and this thing is a beast. It's like the uh, like the Forrest Gump right? Except this one's red and it has the bagging option and everything. And so what I do, and here's a tip for uh, people, you know how you get those big dramatic lines? You see those lines on the uh, the stripes yeah. on uh, lawns and you see them? Okay. So get yourself a piece of PVC, okay? About as long as your mower is, okay? Get two caps for it, drill holes in the caps and run a wire all the way through and attach it to the back of your mower or your riding mower. Fill that tube full of sand, rocks, anything, make it heavy, okay? okay. It's gonna lay down some really dark, dramatic stripes after you mow on it. And it's gonna make all your neighbors go, holy crap, what the hell? So I cut it north to south mm -hmm. for the utility cut. And then I cut it east to west for the look and you get that checkerboard pattern, people slow down while they drive past and they look at it like, wow, what magic has this guy come up with to make it look like that? A piece of PVC. I get a one and a half inch PVC and I fill it full of sand. Mm -hmm. And uh, I run the wire through it just so it can rotate if it wants to. Half the time it just kind bounces. of just bounces. Yeah, but the whole idea is, is the grass lays down in one direction and that's why you see either a dark stripe or a light colored stripe because the grass is laying down in a different direction. That's right. all. It only lasts a day or two, right? Yeah, but it looks nice. It looks amazing for a day or two, right? Yeah. With as much rain as we got the last uh, three weeks or so, holy shit, man. My front, my rockscaping, my zero scaping in front was looked like a fucking jungle. So I just spent all morning pulling fucking weeds. It was terrible. 
See, you pull weeds and I smoke weeds. That's right. Yeah. And I got I got a sliver right in between, like in this little crevice in between your thumb and, and forefinger here, right in the crack. I got a sliver in there somewhere. It's driving me insane. I can't see it. It's one of those slivers from like a weed, you know, a little thistle type. Yeah. So it's it's clear. And with my fucking eyesight, oh my God. I'm telling you. You're done. Well, our special team's eyesight is pretty bad too. It is atrocious. I did not think we could regress. Is it too soon to say fire Coach Rich? Is it too soon for that? <laughs> no, but the Wii fence is not be working or whatever. I don't oh, know. I don't know how to pun. I, I don't understand how we can consistently be this terrible over and over and over again. Dude, and the worst part of it is we went from the first preseason game to the third preseason game and got progressively worse and went from literally being in the sixth. We, I think we scored, I'm not going to look it up 68, like right around 68, uh, full, full on special teams grade week one Yeah. by week three, we were at a 48. Like we literally went backwards. Yeah. Terrible. 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 We brought this guy in to make it better and we are literally getting worse. I mean, at this point, a monkey throwing a dart bo- or a dart at a dartboard would be more accurate than this guy. This needs to change, and it needs to dramatically change quickly here. I I, I saw the PFF scores, yay, 30, not 32. Come on, man. We're putting all this money and attention and effort into it. We should be at least middle of the pack. Give us mediocrity. Give us the bears. Give us the, the mediocrity that is – give us the Vikings. The mediocrity that is yet the Vikings. Give us that. You know, um, let's, let's, let's stop whining about special teams. Let's talk about uh, our two first-round draft picks. we got Quay Walker and Devontae yep. Wyatt. Uh, Quay Walker is a special kind of linebacker. After about four or five plays last night, I was or the other night, I was telling you we don't need to see him out there anymore. He can he can go sit down. He's a starter. This guy sideline to sideline just flashes. Yeah. He is a tackling machine. Every play that was happening while he was on the field, whether it was 15 yards downfield or in the backfield, he was standing there within a foot or two of it. Right, Devonte Wyatt. He, he has some troubles and then he has some spurts. But remember, this was the offensive line. This is the starting offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he was going one of their best blockers in the NFL. And, yeah, he got stood up a couple of times. But you know what? I also watched him put him in a blender, yep. beat him with a chop, put him in a blender and get to the quarterback. I watched him blow off the line. How about that run there? Uh, Heflin comes through and just murders the guy in the back in the backfield, right? The defense looks good. The defense looks good. The offense, the offense is okay, as well. Like when you go through, let me pull this up real quick, man. That that chart that I was showing you. Um, like I understand that Lazar isn't out there. I understand Cobb isn't out there. I understand Tanyan isn't out there. I understand Bakhtiari Jenkins. I, I get it. I get it. I, I get it. And our pass blocking, as you're gonna say, it was pretty good. It was it was it was top of the league, right? Or yeah, here you go. So, our run blocking. Okay. Yeah, let's where do you want to start? Where do you want to start on the offense or the defensive side? Because these are overall finishing grades. Let's do the offense. Let's okay. do the offense because we all saw the defense and we know that the defense was only missing like 
90% of its starting players. So Right. So when you look at the Green Bay Packers, their overall offensive grade at this point, just for, for the offseason, like when you take all of this stats for everything, was a 66.9, which is good, not very good, right? Like it's just it's, – it's good. And this is taking into account passing, receiving, pass blocking, um, running – and run blocking, right? Like those are kind of the categories that they break down. So let's start with passing. So with Jordan Love and Etling, right? The majority is Jordan Love. The final grades for our our, our boys were at a 63.5, okay? So again, okay. We saw some flashes from Jordan Love, right? So what are your kind of final thoughts now that we're not going to see Jordan Love for – a year what are your thoughts on Jordan Love like your final thoughts on what you saw from him this offseason uh you know what that's what I... <laughs> <laughs> that was the offensive line terrible I was Listen, Jordan Love is ready to go Jordan Love is ready to go Jordan Love has grasped this offense yes there was a couple of plays where it was like, oh, wow, did he overthrow that guy? No, Dobbs ran the wrong route. Oh, did he underthrow that guy? No, Torre ran the wrong route, right? There's a couple of times where he was forcing the ball. But again, remember now, I, I know Negler was rough about that interception with a few seconds left in the first half there. This is preseason, baby. And you know what? Throw the, throw, throw the Hail Mary. Throw it out there. Who cares? You know, this game was just one play away from being a breakout, right? I think Jordan Love is going to be just fine with the Green Bay Packers. Now, having said that, thank you, Aaron Rodgers, for being there because we're going to need him. I was disappointed that we didn't see Christian Watson. That Me too. That disappointed me. That disappointed me. I know that they're going to hold him and make sure that, you know, he is 100% healthy before he gets out there and they don't want any injury. And, hey, the Packers got through – preseason with zero injuries right other than so, Bernie scott who got waved injured right yeah i mean we got away with we got away pretty lucky there but i think jordan love is 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 uh the real deal i think uh he's ready to go i agree i agree with you and i'm also glad that we're not going to see him for a year <laughs> yes right yes yes All right so next up for the for the for the categories that we're looking at here, we're gonna go on to uh, blocking, and <laughs> great, that's the greatest game ever. And here is where, you know, what we you and I talked about this leading into the draft and leading into OTAs and leading into training camp. That one of our biggest concerns was this offensive line. There was no Bakhtiari, there was no Alden Jenkins. Now we're probably gonna get those guys back. But what bodes well for us is number one finished out of every single team, 79.2, number one in pass blocking as an offensive line with, and you saw the rotational players we put in there. It was not just like a solid movement. Like for us putting in pieces at different positions and trying out Zach Tom at right tackle at right guard, Zach Tom at left tackle, Hanson at right guard, Myers, you know, just everything. Myers is a beast. Myers is a beast. That man loves to – did you see even on that Goodson run, he threw that linebacker about five or six yards and then kept running downfield looking for someone, right? He's an angry man. 
Yeah, I love angry men. Oh, yeah. That's out of the bag. 12 of them? <laughs> hey, they should, you know what? They should be 12 angry men on that field. But there's 11. Right? Oh, well, because maybe, <laughs> instead, no, here's the joke. So I, you didn't let me get to my punchline because okay. our special teams, we can only do 10. So since we only play 10 on special teams, we can play 12 on offense and it balances out. Oh, I see. You didn't let me land my joke, but it's okay. But the offensive line it's still circling the airport. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So 79.2, almost great offensive play. And for Aaron Rodgers, and you hear him, this is these grades are kind of verifying what Aaron Rodgers has been saying to the media when they ask him. Like, he's comfortable with this offensive line. And now we're going to get Bach and Elgin Jenkins back. And the only thing that's going to affect is who's going to be on the practice squad and who's not, right? Because we knew we were going to carry – nine but now we have two guys that are going to make the 53 so is it caleb jones is it i'd like it to be caleb jones me too big mountain but he'll probably make it back down to the practice squad you know we, we traded cole van lannan which is how you get for a seventh round pick something back instead of just cutting him i mean just shows you that he's going to be a starter on the jacksonville jaguars and he's not even our 10th best offensive i know <laughs> i know they're they're in trouble in Jacksonville. They're in trouble in Jacksonville. That's like that tweet that I had that said, oh, baby, are you from Tennessee? And she says, why? Because I'm the only Because you smell like cheap whiskey and cheer for a shitty team. <laughs> <laughs> so along with pass blocking, hey. um, that obviously translates to our wide receivers. And 55.6. So... I think that's a product of drops, um, not running the run routes. And that's why that's why I wanted to start with Jordan Love because there's there's kind of people trashing him a little bit. And what's surprising is the media is not trashing him. Other teams aren't saying shit about it because he looks legit. And I think these wide receivers are still – there's a bit of a concern. But, again, it wasn't Sammy Watkins. It wasn't Randall Cobb. It wasn't Alan Lazard. It wasn't our one, two, or three guys that played. That's it. It wasn't Aaron Jones. It wasn't Dylan. It wasn't Tanyan. It wasn't, right? Wasn't, 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 wasn't. Right? Yeah. These are these are guys. And let me say, let me tell you this. Dobbs is the clear-cut winner. Dobbs, uh, way better than Pickens. Suck at Steelers. Okay? Uh, if Dobbs can maintain the consistency, I, I see rookie of the year here. They're talking about it. His odds in Vegas came up now. So he's popping up on, on, on the Vegas boards for odds for winning rookie of the year because he has a legitimate shot. If he can even remotely fix his drop issues, I'm not saying completely fix him because he's not going to, yeah. but just make it consistent enough. And even look, man, I mean, Toure finally this last game kind of showed up, played with some really strong hands, which is what, uh, Aaron Rodgers said he liked about Dobbs and he liked about Watson and he liked about Watkins and he likes about Lazard. These guys are tough and they come back to the ball and they fight for it. And that's what a quarterback needs, right? Not just a half-ass kind of effort. So we don't have a clear-cut one at this point, but it's it's going along with the prediction that you and I had. Well, we're not going to have a dude with 1,200 yards and 14 touchdowns, but we're going to have a bunch of guys contributing. So just – Overall thoughts then on the wide receivers. What are you thinking, man? Like, how do you think this is going to shake out with with these Torrey, guys? Torrey over Winfrey. 
That's where I'm sitting too. Dobson so. Torre come out of there. Uh, you know, Winfrey looks okay. I think we see Winfrey's ceiling, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think we see his ceiling. I think that's what we're looking at with Winfrey. I think uh, Dobbs has got sky's the limit. And I think Torre, Torre looks like he's going to be a fantastic two, maybe three. Right? Winfrey is a very good, we need somebody for a half. Mm-hmm. Somebody but, got hurt, fill in type of guy, but instead of going consistent, I think you put, you hit the nail on the head by saying that Winfrey, we've seen what he is. He's not going to be any better than what we're seeing on the field. I would take upside players just like I do in fantasy football. You know, you get your steady eddies in the first few rounds and then you just go, you just pound that upside in the back end of the draft. This is what we need on the back end of this roster. Those guys that it's like boom bust, because if they don't do shit, you just fucking cut them and bring a guy up from the practice squad or sign somebody up. So why do you have a floor guy on your practice squad? Right. I mean, just you, high you got to get guy. more of this guys. Sky's the limit guys. You got to get more of those guys. I mean, let's let's switch over to the defense. We're looking at the DBs. Uh, Abernathy at safety, yeah, hit and miss that last game, eh? Hit and miss that last game. He had he was a couple of plays. He was in the wrong position, and then a couple of plays. He was fantastic. He he was the highest scoring defensive player last week. Highest scoring, wow. seventy-seven. And that even includes when he was uh, OPI'd on that touchdown, eh? Yeah. Here you go, buddy. This is to Mike Abernathy, who is my fifth safety. I have officially decided to add him to the 53-man roster. Is that a shotgun? <laughs> you better, you better run, boy. I've got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the defense on the defensive side of the ball. Let, let's look at this. So, the Packers defense team report. Let's pull this up, man, because. What do you want to look at? You want to run run defense, pass rush, or coverage? Just start at the top. All right, here we go. Run defense. So run defense, ultimately we ended up – do you want – and snap counts kind of don't matter, do they? I mean, they do, but these, these are all back-end players. Like, that's what I want to – want to remind everybody of with with it with these grades and what we're talking about these are our third and fourth pieces and the fact that they're doing so well on this side of it to me is just telling us how good these guys are going to be once the starters get in there right like you look at right now in overall holy shit no that's crap what the fuck is that Run defense, our grade in run defense was a 33.3, dude. Jeez. That's not that's not even terrible. That's like that's below terrible. What's below terrible? Uh Minnesota. Mi- uh, let's see. Well, Minnesota is where is Minnesota? Where are you, Minnesota? Fuck you. 56.8. Not great, Bob, but not fucking 33. Holy smokes. All right. So we got a problem with our run defense with our third and fourth rotational players. That's going to change with Kenny Clark in there, right? Jordan Reed, Clark, uh, Preston, Gary, Campbell, right? Yep. So let's not read into that. Not important, but 
please stay healthy on the defensive line. <laughs> Let's just put it that way, man. Uh, I was thinking we were going to need more depth at edge. I think our edge is fine. I think the depth at defensive line is where we need to start working on some stuff. So that's, man, because we've struggled in the past, right, with run defense. So, I mean, what are we going to do at this point? Now, the one thing that's carrying over from last year to this year, which I think is is in the crux of it, is our tackling grade, Matt, was a 73.9, bro. Yeah, no, these guys are swarming to the ball. I, I the, the overall speed of this defense is incredible. It's incredible. The guys are swarming for the tackle, and that's exactly what you want to see. You see five or six hats. You know, the first guy might – like quite kind of – you know, he had him in the backfield a little bit, kind of missed that tackle, but within a split second, five guys were on that fucker, and it was just still a tackle for a loss. So that's a lot of what we're seeing is these guys are feasting, just kind of attacking the ball, which is what the Baltimore Ravens do, what the Denver Broncos do, what, you know, the, these nice – What all good defenses do. There you go. That's – we're swarming. So and, – and it's reflected in the grade. And again, these are not our starters. These are McDuffie, <laughs> Shamar Jim Charles. Um, Future car salesman of the world. Yeah, well, you know, Ty Summers is done. That guy uh, – you know, I never want to say good riddance, whatever, because it's it's a guy's life. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm talking about it from a pure football standpoint, but he's had plenty of our – opportunities it's going to be mcduffie as that fourth that, that that's what i believe with the linebacker position man between Kwai walker devondre campbell chris barnes has i think we're seeing his ceiling now because he has stepped up a little bit more from previous years and what we're seeing with him but he's still not again we need these ceiling players like Kwai walker is a ceiling play like, I think with Devondre Campbell, he's already hit his ceiling. We saw that last year, but can he maintain, right? But you always want to have those guys that are consistent, and that's what McDuffie is, just a hard-hitting dude. And, uh, I, I mean, our, oh, we'll see. We'll see. The defensive line is is going to change. It's going to dramatically change. We had uh, uh, Clark and Reed in there, and then you got Gary and Smith on the outside. It's going to dramatically Dramatically so now tackling we talked about now with pressures, which is something that we do. I have a tendency to put a little bit more weight on pressures than I do sacks, right? Like how many times are you beating your guy and at least putting some pressure on the quarterback? We're at 63.5 middle of the pack with that. But again, not our starters, not much to glean off of that, but, um, what are you thinking? I mean, just in terms of over, okay, here we go. Over under total sacks for this team, buddy. What are you thinking? Let me, let me come up with the number, right? And this is def defensive line and edge. What do you think? Are we going to be a team that has a lot of sacks and a lot of splash plays, or are we just going to be fucking solid is my question to you. And you can talk about that while I try to figure out yes, how many total sacks. Yes to both. Yes to both. I think uh, Gary is a sack machine. I think with Wyatt Reed and Clark in the middle, that's going to demand an awful lot more. Instead of single man uh, blocking, you're going to need to double up Reed, double up Clark. And that's going to give Gary and Preston one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. 
I think we're going to be averaging something stupid too, like like three sacks a game. Okay. So number one last year in total sacks, 55 sacks for the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. Over, under, Green Bay Packers, 55 sacks. Over. Okay. Minnesota Vikings, ironically, were at 51, right? But again, sacks don't really translate. We were at 39. So 39 to 55, 16. So an additional sack a game is basically what you're saying that we need to do. You're good with that? Because I am. (laughs) Easily. Easily. Okay. Man, I'm going to start tracking that. 55 sacks is... In 17 games, it's a little bit different, right? I mean, it's because we are adding that additional game in there. But, you know, I posted this stuff about the special teams, and, and there's a there's – again, there's a couple Vikings fans that are pretty damn good, dude. Like, they're they're pretty reasonable. And that was the one thing he said, yeah, you guys are a little bit scared with that. He's like, I'm really scared with our offensive line and our defensive line. Like, they're good with edge, but they're concerned with their interior. So – let, let's kind of switch into that part of it. Week one right now, and, and I know we'll work into it, but from an offensive line versus our defensive line, because that's our weakness versus their weakness at this point on the defensive side. And then they're all, and our, I mean, well, let's just start, let's just start with that first one. So their offensive line versus our defensive line. What do you see? They're in trouble. They're in serious trouble. Yeah. I agree. I mean, Kenny Clark is not going to be able to get doubled anymore or tripled. And is it me or does Lowry have a tendency to bat down every fucking p- – at least twice a game he's batting down a ball that's not even p- passing the line of scrimmage. Like he is so good at stopping his rush when he realizes he can't beat his guy and just becomes this tree that you have to throw around. Like, I, I love that about Lowry. I think that's what he plays. He, he plays smart, and that's what you're supposed to do on the defensive line. If you can't get there, get your hands up. Get your hands up, right? Block those passing lanes, and he does it. But it's only him. It's so weird. Like, every time there's a batted pass, the only name I hear is Lowry. Okay. So, offensive line for them versus our defensive line. And, and I think the edge and the fact that we play a 3-4 – has it kind of mitigates that right because we're playing a lot of times we're even like you the frustration that we had why do you have two guys with hands in the fucking dirt right why are we in goal line defense with one guy with his hand in the dirt why why what would you expect if i were an offensive coach and we're on the three yard line and i watch one guy get his hand in the dirt run run it i would be screaming at the top of my lungs i don't care if they know it run it up the gap you're not going to get any leverage. The defensive line has to have their hand in the dirt to get leverage. The low man wins on those fights in the trenches. And when we've got five guys standing up, there's no low man. No. There's no win in. You're just going to get pushed back. And then with his defensive line, their defensive line versus our offensive line. So now flip it because those are – so trenches-wise, what are you thinking? Because we got no now, push. Now, is this right? is this is this we've got Bakhtiari and Jenkins back, or is this right now as of right now, and we don't know if they're coming back? I think we if if Jenkins and Bach are back, it's a no brainer. So let's yeah. assume that they're yeah. not here. Let's assume okay, that if they're, they're not here, then we're in a little bit of trouble. We're going to have to do a lot of 
quick quick outs, a uh, lot of dump passing plays, things like that to negate that pass rush because they do have a pass rush from the end. Yeah, side to side, get those fat men moving, right? The fat guys don't like to run side to side. Get them moving left, right, left, right, you know, uh, military uh, football. The quick slant, I've seen the quick slant come back this year. I love it. Uh, Donald Driver made a uh, co- complete career on the quick slant. And outside zone running. You know how many times, what percentage of that we ran in the preseason? What was that? 89% of the time we ran outside zone. Well, there you go, right? But preseason, preseason, you don't tip your hat to anything that you're going to do during the regular season, right? You're out there trying things that you've drawn up, new plays you've just drawn up. You're trying to focus on a couple of different blocks. Remember, it's, it's play, it's game plan for the plays, it's not a game plan for the game. So along those lines, I really, 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 really liked. Do you really? I did. What I saw out of how they were using Amari Rogers. He's looking a lot better this year. A lot better. He's. They're trying to make him fit the Debo role from the 49ers that is specifically apparently obviously maybe not obviously my opinion why they drafted him but it looks like he's going to try to fit in that Debo Sam Samuel role where kind of like what Randall Cobb used to do remember back in the day Randall Cobb line him absolutely. up absolutely running back in the slot wide receiver out punt returns he's your utility guy he's your toy that you play with and uh if he can match speed with a linebacker if you've got amari rogers lined up on a linebacker that's a win for amari rogers nine days out of ten yeah there's not a lot of yak with him he he gets hit and obviously because he trimmed down and i think he's trying to figure out his body weight but he looks a lot smoother a lot faster but this offense after just to me this like your stat about the MVP not winning the Super Bowl, the stat for me that is just absolutely mind blowing is that with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones on the field last year, we ran two back sets two percent of the time. I know that isn't that it's mind bottling. What I really and I know they're saying that they're going to use a lot of two back sets, and because you've heard Tunyon say it, you've heard. Uh, Mercedes say it, you've heard basically that ev- everybody in the tight end room has said, Oh, yeah, we're running a lot of two back sets. Like that's what they're doing. And the other team that does that, that helps kind of open up those tight ends in, the, in that is the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens run two back sets the most out of anybody in the league. And they run 11, 12, 13, and even 14 personnel. So uh, a lot. And that's just that's all An tight end lot. driven. Yeah, it's tight end driven offense. And as much as this offense is predicated on the run, these these tight ends are critical to our success. But two percent, man, I better see something closer to like what maybe twenty percent of the time would be nice, right? Forty. Forty would be even better. Forty would be better. And I'm curious if what's going to carry over with last year, remember we started tracking this about week five, where it's like if if our running backs get 35 touches, just 35 touches, catches, runs between both of them, we were undefeated last year. So give them the fucking rock. We should uh, take a little break. Done. Hi, my name is... <laughs>
JJ Leahy, Colton Moore, Ella, Yuri, Soren Starter, Jennifer, Lisa, Cheese Foot, Alex Brown, TJ Wills, Coach Juan, Andrew Fox, Kelly Bruner, Matt, Eric, Kristen, Chris Reed, Amy, Chris McLeod, Eric, Younger, Bales of Hay, Carlo, Jeb, Jeremy Rex, Aaron Alice, Josh, Randy McGray, Kimmy, Fade of Kermit the Frog here, Mick Stevenson, Luke Song, No, The Macho Man, Randy Savage, Mickey Mouse, Matt Ramage, Kelly, Matt Stevenson, Matt Kuhneman. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content and behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on TeePublic Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. Brussels in Belgium. Central Illinois. LA, California. Nova Scotia. Las Vegas, Nevada. Northern Wisconsin. Sweden. Sheffield. Lynn, Michigan. Louisville, Kentucky. Seattle. Wichita, Kansas. From the UK. Chicago, Illinois. Granger, Indiana. From Melbourne, Australia. Omaha, Nebraska. Cincinnati. From Ohio. Nebraska. San Diego. From Willow Springs, Illinois. California. Nebraska. Northern Michigan. Austin, Texas. California. LA, California. Turkey. Kansas City. Indianapolis, Indiana. Southern Cali. You are listening to Packers Without Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. People move into this groove up through the night. Take a flight to Paris. Do a show, watch the blow in the spotlight. That was a great break. I love those commercials. They're Dude, awesome. You do such a great job, Mr. Producer. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. I I, I, I try and make it sound professional, and uh, I love uh, hearing everybody's voices and from where everybody is that's listening. Um, we, we got two, two things I want to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is, uh, Emily, uh, has not responded back after winning her spot in our fantasy football uh, league. We've been uh, emailing her. Uh, we've been DMing her on Twitter. Um, unfortunately today's the deadline. Uh, so Emily, thank you very much for entering. Yes, you did win a spot. Unfortunately, you didn't get back to us in the last, uh, I think we're at like 12 days now. So, um, we're going to give it to you want to say no go ahead you do it buddy this is i've got we're another giving it to carla d carla d has been a supporter of ours since the very beginning and uh she is a huge fan she we are huge fans of hers carla d is in our fantasy football league to round out the top 12 it'll be uh, 11 guys versus one carla d and uh, i'm sure she's up for the task and my promise to you, Carla, is if you have any questions, and this goes out for the entire league again. I, I, you have questions, you need help, you have anything. I know this is kind of like your first dip in the in, in the fantasy ocean, so just know that start sit questions. If you're doubting anything, even if you're playing against me, whatever, it doesn't matter. You've got me as a resource to teach you, play, you know, to teach you a little bit. If you have some questions, I am absolutely one hundred. That, that way, Carla, if you want to come in seventh. Bruce will get you right there. You might want to ask Jeremy. Jeremy might be the guy to ask. <laughs> I wasn't in seventh. I made the playoffs. You made the, did the you? consolation toilet brat bowl. I, did. I almost won the toilet bowl. Yeah, you almost did. I I, I lost. I, anyway, yeah, but right. I, I was in the top half. You were in the bottom half. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and um, I, I – 
we're going to try and do this with kid gloves because I'm not going to mention this guy's name because he's not going to get famous on our podcast. But we had a gentleman, listen, when we put this merch out and we talk about Packer fans from around the world, we're not talking about your politics from around the world. We're not talking about different policies from around the world. We're talking about the individuals from around the world that support the Packers, that support us, that listen to us. And you know what we find it amazing. This is the name of the the name of the podcast is Packers Without Borders because we are united worldwide. And we had a gentleman decide that uh, he was very upset with one of our shirt designs. And you know what? Maybe maybe we triggered him a little bit. I was posting pictures of uh, you know his lame poetry, and uh, you know him, retorting back and forth. His dad's uh, cum bubble that just burst. Right. So, I mean, I get it. And, and sometimes we step over the line. I know now and then I'll, I'll step over the line of jail for 12 hours because I, I attacked, but let me, let me get a couple of things, you know, off our chests here. So the first thing is, is that when from here on in, and this is how we're just going to run it from here on in, if you have a negative to make on something that we post when we're being positive, we're, we're just going to block you. We're not even going to give you a second opportunity or anything like that. No more negativity. I blocked the two world has got morning. too much negativity. Exactly. Right. And secondly, if you decide you want to take it upon yourself to try and track one of us down and call that person personally and then threaten their family and stuff, you're on my shit list, okay? And you're not only on my shit list, but the authorities were contacted and he was uh, promptly talked to. Listen, if you can't dish it out, if you can dish it out, but you can't take it, you need to get off of Twitter, okay? You need to stop living in your mom's basement, stop sucking off the teat that is your father's wallet and become a contributing member of society a human being and not a human doing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to get into details of what happened. I think Twitter kind of knows what happened and people that did reach out to me, a, a big shout out, honestly, to, um, I'm not, again, I'm not going to mention names, but just a shout out to people who actually took the time to DM me, stand up for me. It was very nice. And, and, you know, that's what, I don't care what people do to me personally. I don't care what you say online, but the fact that you threatened my family and you called me. So just so you guys know, um, <laughs> I'm very well connected. <laughs> so just don't be fucking stupid. Let's just put it that way because we're not going to engage with that anymore. And I kind of alluded to this at the beginning of the year when I said, I'm not going to watch games being on Twitter. Like it's not that I'm not going to be on Twitter during the games. I'm just going to try to not take in and soak in all this other stuff just because it ruins the experience for me a lot of times. So all I'm asking is just understand. I get like when we're talking about negative comments, we're not talking about differentiating opinions. Like you say something that's not what I, what I, what I believe. No, not, That's not what we're talking. We're talking. Bears suck. The Bears, yeah, the Bears, we say, oh, yeah, and all the, you know, Vikings suck. That, that, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is, is when you've decided to take it upon yourself to profiling and uh, making comments. I mean, he called me Dumbo Ears. Of, like, of all the things. Like, dude, 
If you think I have Dumbo ears, you should have seen me when I was like 12. I looked like a car coming at you with the doors open. Okay. <laughs> my, my, my head had to grow into those years and he didn't like it because he, he did say to me, you know, my mom said not to talk to people that can hear things on Jupiter. And I said, that's weird that you're making fun of my ears because your mom likes to hold them when I go down on her. And suddenly he did not want to engage with me anymore. So let's do this. Okay. Let's treat each other the way that we would like to be treated with respect. And if you don't like the Packers and you say, hey, the Packers suck and we say the Bears suck, let's leave it at that. If you want to start getting personal and attacking and stuff, we're just up and out blocking you. Done. That's it. No more. So that shirt is still being released. That shirt is still going to be released. 100% it will. I'm going to wear it every day. And and the, the idea behind it is it's actually going to come with a little sticker on the side. I'm trying to design the sticker to see if I can actually use the Green Bay sticker uh, because it's the logo NFL and I might get in trouble. So it's probably just going to be like a little X or Packers Without Borders mug or something. But the idea is that on the, on the shirt, you'll get a little iron on sticker of where you are from and you're going to put a, you're going to put that little mug next to your flag where you're from and you're going to take a picture of it. And you're going to put a selfie and you're going to hashtag. Packers without borders, because what we're trying to do and genuinely is unite Packers from around the world. That is the point of this pod. The point of this pod is to get rid of borders, to look at people as human beings that we're all connected. And that common, that commonality is first off the green Bay Packers. And number two, obviously is being a dad and just, but, but it's not necessarily being a dad. It's being a human being. So number one is uniting Packers around the world. That's the whole idea, right? Is we all come together in our common goal of, uh, you know, saying the Bears suck, the Vikings, fuck the Vikings. We don't pick on the Lions because, well, we know the Lions. But there's no reason to make things personal. There's no reason to start making personal shots. And listen, we're not pushing a political agenda of any type, shape, or form, okay? So shake that out of your head and let's move on. Let's 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 stop talking about that idiot. Yeah. Let's start talking about let's start talking about this idiot. So I I go and I get my my riding mower and my I'm like my son is gonna think this is the greatest thing that he's ever, you know, done in his life. So I go and I get this riding mower and I unload it and I fill it full of gas and I get it all set to go and I go, come on, buddy, you can sit on my lap and I'll let you drive. He's only eleven, right? I'll I'll let you drive it. And he goes, Oh, that's awesome, dad. Come on. We move it about six feet. He goes, well, that's enough. <laughs> Back inside the house. 45 minutes it what? took me with my riding mower to do the lawn front and back. And he rode on it for 1.8 seconds. And he's like, I'm done. This is not as fun as I thought. Let me. He's like, yeah. my video games are so much better than this. <laughs> What are you oh, going to do, right? What are you going to do? Dude, after the last couple of weeks that I've had, this weekend is going to be just so first off, we're going to go to confession right now as soon as we're done with this pod. Very grateful. How long does it take you to do confession? Uh, I confess pretty frequently, man. So like it's been a couple months now, but I'm not a, a lot of times. So here's where I stand on confession, right? Okay. All right. Is, Let's hear it. I don't believe that you need to go to talk to a priest yeah. to confess your sins. Nope. Now, nope. the reason I do that is when I have to have conversations and I need to have a conversation with someone who dedicates their life 
to God much more than I do that can give me some kind of guidance in terms of what I'm struggling with, not because I'm asking for forgiveness for something. Because if yeah. I'm going to ask for forgiveness, I can ask God directly. That's exactly. And that's my, my firm belief too. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe necessarily to there is God, there is Jesus, there is Moses and everything in the, in that kind of line frame. I mean, I consider myself kind of like a Christian Buddhist. I believe there is something there, mm -hmm. whether it is just energy, there's whether a higher it power. Is, there's something, I don't know what it is, but there is something. I firmly believe in that. But I also firmly believe that if any time I want to talk to that something, and I do call it God, right? Mm -hmm. When I do want to, I, I can do it anywhere. I can yeah. do it in my backyard. I can do it in my, uh, I can do it in my bedroom. I can do it you when I'm driving. You can do it on the lake by yourself in the middle of nowhere in complete silence. That's when I, I really feel in tune. That's when I feel like I'm the only one on the planet. Like that morning, and I shared those pictures in, a, in that video with you. That morning was me and God having a meeting. And that meeting, I did all the speaking. But you know what was funny is, at the end of that meeting, I had all the answers. And that's what you need. And that's what you want. Yeah. You know, so I confess not because I need to go to confession, to go to church, to go do everything that I do, because I am, I'm a pretty devout Catholic, but there's a lot of things, obviously, like people need to understand that churches and religions were created by men. And yeah. religion 200 is, years, 200 yeah. years after the death of Jesus, the Bible was written. And they, they didn't have computers back then. They didn't have libraries where they wrote stuff down. These were stories that were told from generation to generation. And in 200 years back then, that was like 11 generations. Yeah. So the only thing I try to do to, to defend religion, right? Because people like, and this is not about politics. I'm talking about specific, no. is that you need to understand that the reason that I go through life pretty damn comfortably when it comes to conversations with religion is because it doesn't matter what you believe because it all ultimately, when you have a conversation, you listen to somebody else, the end is always the exact same answer. It's just a matter of how you get there and how people interpret it. Now, of course, there's people that interpret things a different way and you might not agree with their interpretation. And that's what basically religion is. But the belief is, and you and I are with this. I mean, mine's a little bit more honed in because I'm specific to being like, I, I call myself Catholic, but the reason you and I have zero issues is because we both believe the same thing. It's just our interpretation of that belief is different, but it doesn't make it any like it's not even different it's the same no. it's just, it, like it's i think it's the exact same i think yeah. it's the exact same yeah. right you want to call it uh, catholicism you want to call it christian christianity you want to whatever you want to call it if you firmly believe that everybody should be treated the way you want to be treated and that the world could use a little bit of kindness and that there is some higher power and that one day you're going to have to answer to it so you better be cautious of your actions and what you say and do Man, brother, we are on the same page. You know, I do have a story about confession. Okay. Okay. So there's this church in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Eastern Canada. And uh, this uh, guy comes running into the church and he goes running up to the priest and he says, uh, Father Nelson, he says, uh, Sister Mary Rosa is on her deathbed. She's about to die. Uh, she needs you to come and do the, uh, you know, the last rites. 
And he says, well, I'm about to do confession here. I can't just leave. And he says, listen, she's about to die. She's requesting you specifically. He, he says, okay. And he goes over and he gets the janitor and he says, listen, he says, you know how confession goes. You're, you're here every week. He says, I, I just need you to sit in for a couple of minutes. He says, I'll give you a hint on the inside of the wall. There's a chart and it tells you how many Hail Marys they're supposed to do. And make sure you tell them to go to mass on Sunday. And the janitor goes, yeah, okay, I guess I can do it. So the janitor goes in there, he sits down, he closes it, and this guy walks in the booth and he says, uh, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. He says, uh, I, last week I told a lie. And the janitor looks on the wall and he sees, oh, there it is right now. He says, I want you to do six Hail Marys and make sure you go to Mass on Sunday and you shall be forgiven. He says, thank you, Father, and he leaves, right? And the janitor's thinking, this is pretty easy. So then a few minutes later, uh, uh, this uh, other guy walks in and he goes, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I stole a bag of chips. And the guy looks on it, he's, the janitor looks and he says, oh, okay, say 12 Hail Marys and make sure you go to Mass on Sunday and you're forgiven. He says, thank you, Father. And he leaves. A few minutes later, this blonde bombshell walks in, just gorgeous. And she says, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I gave my, my boyfriend a blowjob. And he's looking on the wall and he doesn't see it anywhere. He starts to panic a little bit and he opens up the booth a little bit and he sees an altar boy and he calls the altar boy over and he goes, quick, what does Father Nelson give for a blowjob? And the altar boy says, usually a bag of chips and a Coke. <laughs> wow. A bag of chips and a Coke. <laughs> Listen, well, I, I, I honestly believe that I'm going to purify my soul. I'm good. There you go. Like I do it on a daily basis. Like I'm not going to spend a lot of time in there, but there's a couple of things that have happened to me over the last couple of weeks, uh, including what happened with my brother-in-law. I, I just need to kind of, get some stuff off of my chest. That's really what this, you know, is. you know, uh, I firmly believe the Lord has a sense of humor. And if you take one look at my life, you will agree. Yeah. And, uh, I think that, uh, he can laugh at himself because if this isn't a God that can laugh at himself and have humility, then this isn't a God I want. Right. Right. So yeah, I make some religious jokes and I, and I, poke fun of, you know, Jesus can't play hockey because he keeps getting nailed to the boards. Right. Like there's, there's certain things, you know, and all I, I do is shake my head. I know. That's all I do. And, and, and you always got this worried look like at any given moment, there's going to be a oh. tap on my shoulder. It's going to be the big I got guy. a confession story. I was like, <laughs> the confession. I was like, this is going to be a joke. I don't go to confession. Are you kidding me? I have denial. Never right. did it. Wasn't I've me. got one more question for you along these lines. And okay. I had texted it to you, but I'm going to just reduce it. But when you die yep and you're in heaven who's the okay. one person you want to talk to if you could pick one person like god like you're up in front of god and he says okay you get to you get to talk to one and then you're going to live your life and you're going to be blissful but remember probably everything's going to be erased in your life but that one fulfillment you're in heaven you ask god and he gives you one person to talk to who is that person Wow. One person. I mean, so many names rattle across my brain, right? Like even Michelangelo, I, I, oh, Gandhi and uh, John Wayne, right? Like there's so many different names. Rob, it'd be Robin Williams. It would be Robin Williams. There you go. It would be Robin Williams. What's ironic about Robin Williams' life is what dreams may come is such a great movie. Yeah. Um, but 
It's just kind of that, that happiness, tragic. Like his life was happy on the outside, tragic on the inside. And that's exactly what that movie is. Anthony um, Bourdain, right? Anthony Bourdain. I mean, yeah. as far as we all saw, that guy had the world by the balls. He was yeah. traveling around, meeting interesting people, incredible people, had lunch with Obama, right? Like he, he's all over the world. It looked like he had the world by the tail. And he was fighting his own demons, right? It's just like my grandmother said, if we put all of our problems into one big pile, you'd take years back. 100%. Yeah. I mean, that that is the perspective. So who would be the one guy? Who would be the one person you would want to speak oh, to? Be my dad, dude. Yeah. 100% it would be my dad. There's a lot of unsaid, a lot of life that was left for me to. Oh, so wait a minute, wait a minute. I may, maybe I misunderstood. See, I, I believe that when I go to heaven, all my relatives are going to be there and they're going to greet me. I right? think it's going to be. Bl well, I don't know. I mean, that's. So if it's one person, if it's one person and, it, person and it has to be with my family, then it would be my grandfather. It doesn't have to be your family. I mean, it's just but yeah. you get to one person because usually and i guess you know heaven for me is you create your utopia so you're going to be with everybody that you love anyway but if, yeah if it was just like a one-time shot speak to one person in heaven it would be and then yeah. you just kind of you forget everything and you're oblivious and you're just happy for the rest of your life but not connected to anything else yeah definitely my dad for sure no doubt love it saturday episode 155 in the books Monday, Mailbag Monday, soon to be sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped. If you've got any questions for us for Mailbag Monday, don't forget you can send them to us at PackersWithoutBorders at Outlook.com. That's all one word, PackersWithoutBorders at Outlook.com. You can send it to us at our DMs at Borders Packers on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, Packers Without Borders, and YouTube, Instagram, Packers Without Borders. I'm not going to ask you for money this time. From Patreon.com. I am. Borders. Put it no. on there. Front give, me your, give me your credit card. What I'm going to ask for is. Give me your credit card or the dog gets it. Let, let's, <laughs> let's set a little bit of a goal here um, to help us out. Again, grassroots. So our numbers, our subscriptions, whatever it is, is what really helps us. And what I need you to do is I need you to go on to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, anything anywhere you listen to your podcast but specifically spotify itunes and leave us a review like a written review don't just click the little stars and give us five stars put your thoughts on there i know that you guys listen to us but even if you don't agree with what we like good let us know what we're doing wrong i don't care leave us a bad review i prefer a good review but um go on there take some time to give us a review let us know what you think, click that five-star button for us on Spotify because it genuinely does help us quite a bit. That's what I'm going to ask you for this week, please. Beauty. Love it, brother. Saturday, enjoy your church time. I will. And then it's just relax the rest of the day, baby. There you go. Peace. Go Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And Go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.
I feel like crying. I feel like crying. 